all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they heard and seen. And it had been told them, as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, Merry Christmas. I'm glad that you guys here. I'm serious. You guys are the dedicated ones. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. It, it really is um, a rare day. It's rare that Christmas falls on a Sunday. So Donna, I, I asked her that the other day, and we were driving somewhere. And uh, she looked it up, and, and Christmas on average falls on a Sunday about every seven years. The last time that it was on a Sunday was in 2016. That was about six years ago. But the next time that it will fall on a Sunday is 2033. So 11 years from now is when it'll actually fall on Sunday again. So that's your fun fact for today. You guys can (laughs) share that at whatever um, meal that you're headed to after this. So last week we talked about the angel of the Lord appearing to Joseph and telling him to continue with Mary for the child that was in her was from the Holy Spirit um, and that he was to name the child Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. We see Joseph obey the command so he did do as the angel of the Lord commanded him and he named the child Jesus and he kept Mary for his wife. Um, The very beginning of Jesus's Name, or the very meaning of Jesus' name, points to his purpose and reveals God's plan for us. So remember last week the meaning of his name being that he will save his people from his sins. So this theme continues in our verse today as we pick up with Luke chapter 2, 1 through 20. Last week we closed with Psalm 45, which says, You have multiplied. O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us, none can compare with you. 
I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. So this encouragement was given. It was given out so that we would go and do this very thing. Guys, we are, we are to go and we are to proclaim God's wondrous deeds and His thoughts towards us, even though they are more than can be told. So the, the climax of those wondrous deeds is God's plan for Jesus to save us from our sins. So the birth of Jesus is a deed worthy of the highest proclamation. And that is what we proclaim today on Christmas. That is why we are gathered here. That is why we celebrate. Because this deed that, G that God has done through Jesus deserves continual praise and proclamation. So let's look at our passage and see how God's plan unfolds in the birth of Jesus. So just hold on to that idea of God's plan. All throughout our scripture today, we see lots of evidence of God's plan, His timing unfolding in the pages of Scripture. It is intertwined. So I'm just going to briefly walk back down through our passage. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time today on this, but I do want to just walk down through and we'll explain some things that are going on this morning. So verses 1 and 2, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So why, why is this important? Like why was the author of Luke letting us know this? It's to establish the, the historicity or the historical authenticity of what's happening, of this event, that Jesus' birth wasn't just some myth. It wasn't something that just happened. It actually aligned with other things that were happening around the world. So this is important to point out that it was during Caesar Augustus's rule and when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. Both of these events are in the history books. This was part of God's plan. And then 3 through 5. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. So we continue to see God's plan unfold with Joseph and Mary. The prophecies foretold of Bethlehem being the birthplace of Jesus. So we can see that this was no accident that a decree went out and Joseph and Mary had to travel to Bethlehem. God had to get Mary to Bethlehem. So he was using, God was using the events in the world to fulfill his plan. The prophecy is found in Micah chapter 5 verses 2 through 3. And it says this, But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, you who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be, the, to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he will give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. So we see here clearly that Bethlehem is to be the birthplace of the ruler, that is Jesus. This is what was foretold. And God is in control of seeing his plan come to fruition. Like God is sovereign in this. He is aligning these events up and allowing this to take place. 
And then verses 6 and 7, And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. So here we see Mary gives birth, and listen to where they laid him. We, we, we talk about this, and we know this, but a lot of times we, we don't fully think through what it means to be laid in a manger. So there was no place to lay him down, so they laid him in a manger. Remember, this is a feeding trough. So we forget that this is a dirty place, and this is not where you want to lay your newborn baby, right? No. We, I was, we were sitting around the breakfast table this morning, and we read this story, and I likened it to the kids to this. I, I said, guys, this is like a baby being born, and we go put him in our dog's food bowl. Like, that, that's what this is. Like, this is a feeding trough. This is, this is not a place where you lay someone. But this was a part of God's plan. And this continued to be the theme of Jesus' life, like his lowliness. We see in Luke 9, 57 and 58, it says, And as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And then we read in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, 8, 9, it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. For me and for you, he was born in a manger. Like, this happened for us. He was brought to a lowly position so that we might inherit the kingdom of God. This was God's plan. This is what he wanted. And then verses 8 and 9 as we continue through our, our passage today. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. God sent his angels to declare his message to common people. The shepherds are common people. He didn't send them to kings and queens or royal, royalty. He chose people like me and you to declare his message to. This is part of his plan. That we receive his message, but we also declare his message. That we tell of others what great things he has done. And then continuing on through 10 through 13. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you that you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So here the angel of the Lord declared a Savior would be born, who is Christ the Lord. Our Savior is here. And the good news produces, this good news produces great joy for all the people. So the work of Jesus produces joy within us. So God receives glory, and this is evidenced in um, the, 
from the praise that was coming forth from the heavenly host, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So we see God receives glory, and we receive a Savior that produces great joy within us. The gospel produces joy within us. Do you have joy? And then 15, verse 15, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. When God reveals truths to us, an appropriate reaction is to believe. The shepherds believed that God had revealed to them, believed what God had revealed to them, and they went and searched it out. Do you search the truths in Scripture? Like, do you search them? And do you seek them out? Do you believe and obey? Do you do as these shepherds did? And then 16 through 20. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So they went out and they discovered the baby lying in a manger. What had happened was true. And listen to their response. They made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. They declared what they had witnessed. They had witnessed something. They had been told something, and they declared it. How God had revealed to them the coming Savior, and that He was there. These shepherds proclaimed and told of the wondrous deeds and thoughts of God toward them, as we read in the psalm. And all who heard it wondered, or another translation uses amazed at what was said. So the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And many were influenced by this telling of the shepherds as indicated by their wonder and amazement. So just as I said last week, this is what, make Chris, what makes Christmas merry and bright. Seeing God's plan unfold and witnessing in the pages of Scripture the response of the people this message of Jesus still has the same effect today. An effect of joy for us and glory for God. So let us leave this place and do as Mary did. She treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. I liken this to like daydreaming. It's one of the things that in spiritual conversation with other people I'll talk about, the idea of daydreaming about the things of God, daydreaming about spiritual things. Mary pondered, she treasured up all these things, she pondered them in her heart, she was daydreaming, perhaps. So do you do that? Do you daydream about spiritual things? Do you daydream about the things of God? When the name of someone pops into your head, do you pray for them? We follow in the response of the shepherds. Let us not keep our mouths shut, but declare the message of Jesus, not just this holiday season, but throughout the, the year. 
Let us proclaim and tell of God's wondrous deeds and thoughts towards us. Guys, this is, this is the Christmas story. It, it's good news that Jesus came to this earth to live among us. Emmanuel, God with us. He came and He lived among us. He gave us the example to follow and then He became the sacrifice so that we might have right relationship with God. This is an amazing message for us to remember this morning. And that is why we come and we gather here day in and day out. I said last week, and I'll say it again, and I'll continue to say it. I will never get tired of hearing the gospel. Like, it is good news every time I hear it. And I love to hear it. I hope you love to hear it, too. And I hope as you celebrate Christmas today with your families that you will spend some time together teaching one another, daydreaming spiritual things with one another. And remembering how good that our God is. So may God bless the reading and hearing of this word today.